welcome to a special takeover edition of the Inner Loop Radio. I'm Joshua Weiner, and I'll be your host for the next several minutes to talk about what's inspired me lately and to share with you a few ideas about where you might find inspiration for writing. Now, most of these takeover editions of the Inner Loop offer writing prompts to spur creativity, get the mind moving, get you moving towards a bit of writing. And listening to them, trying what they suggest, I think can be an effective way to break out of a slump. And I'm happy that these writers have invented these tools and they're sharing them with everyone. And that's awesome. But I have to say, I've never really done a writing prompt, not a prompt that anyone's ever given me. And I don't use them myself in my writing. In a way, I don't really believe in them, at least for myself. I think there's so much writing that writers are writing and publishing and reading at readings. It's really an awful lot. And that's not to say that whoever's writing should stop writing or reading or publishing. But I also think, like, if you don't have a poem to write and you don't know what to write about, that's fine. Don't write anything. It's okay to wait. There are already so many poems in the world. There's no reason to write another one unless you really feel the need to write it. You can wait until that feeling comes up. And when it does come up, it'll come from a real need, and you'll be able to respond to that need. I think that's hard to accept if what you want to do is write, like right now, and you have that urge to do it, but you feel kind of stuck. You're not sure where to start. You feel that impulse, but you can't get started. And that's a bit different than not having a poem to write. That's the feeling that you have a poem to write, but you're not sure. You're not sure. You're hesitating. You're distracting yourself from getting to it. And that's called being blocked. Something wants to come out, but there needs to be some movement first. So what's blocking you? Usually, it's you. And when that happens, I don't recommend a writing prompt. I recommend you sit very still and pay attention to your mind and what arises there. Or that you move around, go for a walk, pay attention to your senses. And also what's happening at the interior. Try to like dissolve that sense that there's a world outside of you different from the world inside of you, that emotional and intellectual world inside of you. It's really all one world, and you're just a single, ever-changing expression of that world. Then go to the page or the screen, but I do recommend writing by hand. It activates that somatic connection between body and mind. And try to capture the moment of sensing, feeling, insight, conflict, understanding, all of that in writing, in language. And don't worry about trying to write a poem. Just try to capture the moment and get it down. In a way, writing prompts help you escape the problem of yourself. There's a kind of contradiction there, since the problem, in a way, is also the solution. There's a good chance that like you're the homeopathy for what's ailing you, which is often you. Or that's the way it seems to me. And that's what I find when it comes to writing, when it comes down to me trying to write. 
there's not much to do except just face it and figure it out. But there's another kind of situation in writing that I also find myself in a lot of the time. And then there's a different kind of practice. It's very simple and obvious and within reach. It's the practice of reading, reading poetry, philosophy, theology, short fiction, history, essays, stuff like that. But mostly it's reading poetry because the energy of the music, the cadence, the rhythm, which is not just a rhythm of like acoustic stress, but a rhythm, actually a rhythm of thought and feeling. All of those elements that combine to activate language to intensity actually make my body and mind feel alive. And it excites me. It actually physically excites me, jumps my nervous system to read great poems that I love. And that excitement moves me to write. The other part of that practice, which is a reading practice, is connected to work that's maybe it's similar to a prompt, but it's also simpler. And also, I think, more important and more powerful. And that's the practice of imitatio or imitation. It's not a practice of copying, but of studying, investing yourself in, and carrying across from the works you love from the past and into your own work. Seneca, one of the great ancients, thought of this work of imitatio or imitation as analogous to what a bee does, moving from one flower to the next, taking in the nectar of the whole field to make its own kind of honey. And to be truly original requires this kind of returning to origins. The work of originality starts there, at the original source. And for each of us, that source is compound and unique, unique to us, to each of us. But if you don't go there, your own resources will inevitably go rank and dry up. Just think of our two most original poets of the American past, Emily Dickinson and Walt Whitman, and how contemporary they are for us, and how constantly involved they were in the hymns and psalms and spiritual epics of the ancient past, and how they carried those nectars forward into their own poetry. I find that inspiring. And inspiration is an interesting and important word for the work of poetry and the practice of imitatio. It derives from the word inspirare, literally to breathe in. And that's what happens when you say a poem and are inspired by it. You, you've breathed the poem in, let's call that reading, and then you breathe it out, and let's call that reciting. And the poem inspires you also when you breathe it in to breathe out or to write your own poem. A poet, Muriel Rukeyser, plays with this idea when she writes, breathe in experience, breathe out poetry. But of course, one of our experiences includes poetry itself. Breathe in the experience of reading another poet's poetry, you could say, breathe out your own poetry. So I thought I'd share a work of poetry that's inspired me and also share one of the poems that came out of that practice of reading poetry and continuing to embrace the practice of imitatio. The book is titled Poems of the Masters, and it's the classic anthology of Chinese poetry that gathers the great poetry of the Tang and Sung dynasties. 
the book appears sometime in the 13th century. And unlike earlier anthologies in China, it soon attracts a large readership. And over the centuries, many Chinese readers learned these poems by heart. It was part of what it meant to be educated. So these are canonical poems by many of the greatest poets in this tradition, including Du Fu, Li Pai, and Wang Wei, poets that people have been reading, reciting, and sharing for about 800 years. So I thought I'd read a few of the poems from the anthology and then read something I wrote inspired by it that comes out of and speaks to my own situation. Here's a poem by Li Pai called Thoughts on a Quiet Night. Before my bed, the light is so bright, it looks like a layer of frost lifting my head. I gaze at the moon, lying back down, I think of home. And here's another one by Li Pai called Chupu River Song. My white hair extends three miles. The sorrow of parting made it this long. Looking in a mirror, who would guess? where autumn frost comes from. And here's one by Wang Wei called the Chungnan Mountains. Taiyi isn't far from the heart of heaven. Its ridges extend to the edge of the sea. White clouds form before your eyes. Blue vapors vanish in plain sight. Around its peaks, the whole realm turns. In every valley, the light looks different. In need of a place to spend the night, I yell to a woodcutter across the stream. So, inspired by these great poems of Chinese antiquity and as part of meditation practice, I started writing some standalone quatrains myself. I didn't set out to do this. It's something that just happened kind of spontaneously as I started paying attention to my own experience in a new way at a particular moment in my life between October 2021 and May 2022 when I was reading this classic anthology of ancient Chinese poetry almost exclusively. This was high COVID time, and the world seemed at once very constrained and small and vulnerable in a new way, and also very huge and out of control at the same time. And the discipline of the Chinese quatrain, it helped me focus and respond to the immediate world I live in. The poems are set in Truro, Massachusetts, it's the only still rural town on Cape Cod. That's where I was living through a lot of the pandemic. And they make up a short series that has a title I borrow from a line by the English poet Philip Larkin. It's called, Days Are Where We Live. Days Are Where We Live, October. Awake again in a house full of sleepers. Their snoring is tender, like lapping of waves. The dead and the living raising the barn together. 
the leaves turning red, but refusing to fall. Nor'easter wind rolls in from nowhere. Mice follow mice into the house. Day or night, it makes no difference. They find each other in bats of pink fiberglass. Coyotes wake us to the full moon. Our dog calls back from deep in her belly. If I open the door, would she go to them? My eyes close and I see an old friend. November. Swimming the inlet against the ebb tide, my kicks keep me in place, going nowhere. Hundreds of cormorants fly into the wind, then turn and glide to the breakwater to rest. Changing direction would be easy to do. In minutes, I'd be swept out to sea. Where I am, the water is cold as outer space. On the shore, my dog sits, almost curious, watching. Every day, a point on Great Island vanishes with the tide, reappears 12 hours later, planet keeping time. A blue heron with its beak catches a tiny crab, a line of poetry recalled intact, its source forgotten. So that's a wrap for today's show. You can find me at www.joshuaweiner.com. The Interloop Radio will be back next week with a new episode. And if you found this helpful or interesting, remember to subscribe. And if you didn't, subscribe anyway, because the next writer who comes along, they may do for you what I did not. I'm Joshua Weiner for the Interloop Radio.